Hi, babies. We're back with a fucking amazing episode. I am going to jump right into it. I am going to update you on all the tea in my life. There's usually not that much, but I do have a little something this time because everyone loves the tea and I like talking to you guys. I don't know why. I just love oversharing about my life to a bunch of strangers I can't see or hear on the internet. It's a little therapeutic for me and you guys fucking love it for some reason. So then we're going to talk about progressive overload and what the fuck that even is. So here we go. Here's the tea. Besties. This pains me to say out loud. (laughs) Uh, I'm having a really hard time with this, but I have been conversing with a man. I know, I know. I don't even, I didn't like saying that. Okay, we're, so (laughs) we're going to refer to him as my special friend. Okay, this is the crush that I've mentioned before, and it's very, very early days, which means I'm still just expecting this to crash and burn at any second, but it hasn't yet, so we're just going to kind of ride this wave until something happens or until I get so grossed out with myself for actually liking a man that I just implode like a dying star. But let me tell you, this is what I'm really struggling with. If you have ever been through it so like starting to like somebody after you've been in an emotionally abusive relationship it's the scariest fucking thing ever I've never had a problem like this before like back in the day I was fucking naive like I thought love was real I didn't even know about red flags love bombing gaslighting all that delicious shit but now it's like any amount of joy I start to feel I'm automatically like this isn't real It's not real. This can't be real. I feel like I'm a rescue dog. Like up for adoption. Like, oh, she's so sweet and she's so playful. Great dog, but she she hates men. She bites them. Uh, She just doesn't. Something must have happened to her where everything's fine. Doesn't trust men. Like, I'm so terrified sometimes it makes me physically sick. And that's not normal. I don't think that's normal. It's it's not a normal thing for me. But if any of you have been through it or have advice or have been through this, please, my DMs are open. Help your girl out. I'm also seeing a therapist, so don't worry. I am getting professional help. Um, but I want to know your experience because that's how we do. We got to stick together and we got to help each other out. So, all right, that's all my tea. That's really all that's happening. That's what I'm struggling with. We're going to move on before I start feeling queasy again. What the fuck is progressive overload? I get this question all the time on my posts because, well, I preach about progressive overload all the time and it's a concept I myself didn't even fully understand until a few years after I started working out. So progressive overload by definition is when you gradually increase weight frequency or number of repetitions in your strength training routine. This changes your body and allows your musculoskeletal system to get stronger. Now, I know you all hear that and are like, all right, cool. What the fuck does that have to do with me? So let me break it down. In order to get any kind of results from any workout, you will need progressive overload. Your body is designed to adapt to stress to keep you alive in life or death situations. Now, 
there's different kinds of stress, good stress, bad stress, some in the middle stress to mediocre stress, if you will. <laughs> That's the scientific term. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Progressive overload means that your body is adapting to the different kinds of stress that you are placing it under. For example, using heavier weights, running a little longer distance, or even practicing a sport. There's all different ki- types of physical stress that your body is going to try to adapt to. In order to build muscle and change your body composition, which means to change the shape of your body through muscle development, to like lose weight, to lose fat, anything like that, you need progressive overload in your workout plan. Otherwise, once your body does adapt to your workouts, it will no longer need to adapt. And here's my favorite saying, your body will not adapt to stress that it is never placed under. So if you are not continuously challenging your body, it will stay the same. That's what we call maintaining, which is totally fine. Once you're happy and at your goal and want to keep your hard-earned results and want to exist as you are, totally fine. We love that. Maintenance is a fucking amazing place. Actually, it's the goal. Yes, people, even after you get to your goal, you still have to work out and do all the same things to keep it, which is why I'm so annoying about turning your journey into a lifestyle. Because if you're not continuously practicing these habits, even after you get to your results, you will lose all those results that you made eventually if you just stop. If you work out, get all these results, stop working out because you're there, like you're going to lose them. That's just how it is. Your body has to be continuously challenged so that it can stay where you want it to stay. When you're a beginner, going from doing absolutely nothing to doing something is progressive overload. Because you are new and that is challenging for your body. But once you get used to that level, you will have to make things a little bit harder or a little bit different so that your body is being challenged again. It's kind of a slow progression too, which I think a lot of people really fail to realize because there's all these crazy intense workout guides and programs. And yes, in theory, that will give you result if you do it, but they don't work with your body and It's sort of a one-size-fits-all approach to fitness, which you all know how I feel about that. (laughs) Those types of programs don't really consider the foundational steps it takes to get you to a point where you do feel confident doing harder exercises, to actually incorporate progressive overload, to lift heavier, to do all the stuff that you need to do to keep your body body challenged. They're like, here you go. Good luck. Have a nice life. If you do this program, yeah, you'll probably see results, but if you can't maintain it, then sucks to suck. Another thing, aside from the one-size-fits-all guides, is the beloved Instagram and YouTube workouts. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. You're scrolling and scrolling, trying to find a workout that fits your mood that day and get it done just to repeat the same search and scroll tomorrow. Now, don't get me wrong. That's all great. I'm not dissing YouTube or Insta workouts in any way, shape, or form. However, you do have to realize that you are not giving your body the chance to adapt and improve if you are just doing random workouts all the time that aren't following a specific direction and aren't necessarily designed for your body and for your goal. If that's the only way that you're going to work out, then fine. I stand that. I support you and I want you to keep going with that. But I just want to make sure that you are educated about this enough so that if there does come a point where you are looking for more specific results and goal-driven workouts, you know what to do. As well as if you ever become frustrated because you might not be seeing results that you were hoping for, you know why and you know how to move forward instead of giving up. So like I said, 
do you. If you want to stick to your Instagram and YouTube workouts, totally fine. But I just want you to grasp this concept so that when it does come to that point, you're like, oh, okay, I remember what she said about this. Maybe I need to start implementing and switch up what I'm doing a little bit so that I can get there instead of being like, oh, it doesn't work for me. Like my body sucks. Like fuck this. You know what I mean? And when I say goal-driven workouts, I'm not talking about the YouTube workouts labeled get rid of belly fat and <laughs> and then those are the only ones that you do. Okay, I'm talking about an entire workout program that's going to take you from start to finish that only focuses on what is going to work without the extra bullshit. Okay, so I'm going to break down the ways that you can incorporate progressive overload because it's pretty simple once you know about it. First thing we have is weight increase. Pretty straightforward. You increase the amount of weights that you are using in your workouts. Could be a few pounds every week to trying to go as heavy as you possibly can for five reps. And no, you're not going to get bulky. Like, we need to get over that. Can I just say that? We need to get over this. Let me just say this. You're not going to get bulky if your nutrition is not supportive of rapidly building muscle. And, and even if you did get bulky, gain a little bit too much muscle than you'd prefer, like literally all you have to do is work out less for a little while. Like losing muscle isn't like losing fat. You get to do nothing and lose muscle. It just goes away because there's no reason for it to be adapting when you're not challenging it in that same way anymore. Like you're better off training to build as much muscle and strength as possible and then just doing less until you get to where you want than you are trying to just meticulously burn all this fat, lose weight, and build like a little bit muscle and be toned. Seriously, losing muscle is easy. And no, it doesn't turn into fat. That's literally impossible. As long as you adjust your nutrition to your goal, everything will be fine. So when you're increasing strength and increasing muscle through progressive overload, you're improving your metabolism, your hormones, your body's capabilities, and your entire quality of life. Not to mention, it's amazing for long-term sustainable fat loss because your whole body is just functioning more efficiently. So you know the, so like you know the majority of men, majority of men will lose weight faster. Like my clients say this all the time. Like they'd say, my husband can just cut out drinking soda and wake up with a six pack. <laughs> you know it's not that dramatic, but you know what I'm talking about because the reason for that is because they are born with more muscle. About 20% more muscle, actually, to get specific. So out of the womb, those fuckers are stronger, which is why it seems so easy for them to lose fat and all of that. Obviously, not all of them. I understand men can have hormonal issues and imbalances as well. I understand everybody's different. But the reason why it seems so easy for them is because they have that muscle. They're burning at a much higher rate than us women are. But if you don't have a lot of strength or muscle, make that your new goal. I promise once you start training for strength, muscle, and power, you will start noticing things will change a lot quicker versus just doing random workouts because you're scared of looking too muscular. You're shooting yourself in the foot. I promise you. Again, worst possible case scenario, you build more muscle than you're comfortable with. What do you do? Just work out less. Wait for it to go away. Like it's really not as big of a deal as we think. If I ever got to a point where I was like, oh, I do feel too muscular. I mean, it hasn't really happened yet, but if I did get to a point where I was like, I feel like I'm too muscular, I literally just have to work out less for a couple of weeks in a row and it's going to go back. 
like I don't think you understand how hard it is to actually retain muscle. So even if you did, even if you did get quote unquote bulky, just do nothing and it'll go away. It's not like losing fat. It's not like you have to like like grind and like like you literally just do nothing and you'll lose muscle. So it's not a big deal. So try to gain as much muscle as possible. Get your body working as efficiently as possible. If you feel like you build a little too much, tone it back down on the workouts a little bit and get something a little bit more consistent and then you'll be good. Boom. Fixed. Solved. All right. So we got to get over that. Okay. Okay. Second on the list. This one is highly underrated in my opinion. Increasing frequency. So this means increasing the number of times that you work out a specific muscle group per week. For example, if you want to get stronger legs or build your booty, instead of doing one leg per week, you would do two or three and have them revolve around glute-focused exercises such as RDLs, hip thrusts, and Bulgarian split squats. So you're doing the same exercises multiple, multiple times per week to overload and grow that muscle. This is extremely effective for getting toned and, and burning fat. But you have to make sure that your nutrition, sleep, and rest is also up to par when you're doing this because it's going to take a lot out of you. If you're new or if that seems overwhelming, start really small. Start slow. Choose two exercises that you repeat twice every week and then add them to your normal routine and then build up from there. Like you don't have to jump into doing two or three leg days every single week. Like majority of the time that's not going to be very sustainable long term it's kind of something that you do every once in a while um and then you sort of get used to doing that but you just have to make sure that you're getting enough rest and recovery and all that because that's going to be really important as well recovery is when you are actually when the muscle is actually developing so if you are trying to like i said grow, grow your glutes or get toned or try to see some muscle definition rest is going to be extremely extremely possible And you don't really want to go into something, into another leg day being very, very sore from the other one. So there might be some days where you do only get one in or you do get two in, but try to increase the frequency a little bit every week, see how it goes, go at your own pace, and then build up from there. Like I said, it's called progressive overload, not overload, overload. So (laughs) don't be discouraged by all the fit influencers doing crazy shit every day. This goes back to why I customize all of my clients' workouts so that it grows with them at their own pace and it's actually manageable and sustainable like the entire time versus them jumping into something that doesn't allow them to really learn and progress in a way that isn't going to crush them into fairy dust and blow them away in the wind when they get overwhelmed. Having a strategic plan when you have specific goals is crucial and frequency is a really big one that is possibly one of the easier ones depending on your schedule and capabilities as well also if you don't have heavier weights at home um, then you can do this with your workouts at home okay option three increasing repetitions so this one is possibly my least favorite personally okay this is a personal opinion I think it's good if you don't have heavier weights at home however when you're lifting the same weights for higher reps there's only so many reps that you can do and once you get over like 15 to 20 reps your muscle is just adapting for endurance so you're really only training to be able to do more reps for longer which doesn't necessarily mean you're going to see any significant composition changes or muscle definition or anything because we all know lower weight and higher reps doesn't mean you're burning fat or getting toned or anything like that not to hate on Pilates or anything Pilates is amazing it's very core centric and it's full body and challenging and there's progressive overload in that which is 
and it's just very different from doing curls with like two pounds a thousand times versus like Pilates. It's just like very different. Um, Pilates is hard as fuck. I'm not dissing that because I know that's like a very low weight high rep kind of thing, but it's like a full body thing. So it's different. But this <laughs> is a way that will work. But I don't think that it will work for very long in the grand scheme of things. It's also pretty time consuming. I think a good time to use this is when you're switching from strength and power training to a bit more of like hypertrophy. So you're going from like five to eight reps of very, very heavy to more of like eight to 12 reps of moderately heavy. So that's still like an, a rep increase. Um, and then you're keeping the weight either kind of the same or you're dropping the weight a little bit just so you can get those extra reps in. It's just a different style of training. But when you're getting upwards of like to 20 and 30 repetitions of things, it can just be really time consuming. Um, and you still want to be struggling through the last rep. And if you're not questioning you're the last rep, it's too late. <laughs> I always say that. If you feel like you can easily pull up through the last repetition, it's it's too late. You need to increase. You need to increase your weight. So now there's a few other factors that I would like to add to the list that can help you see improvements. But again, you have to make sure that you are doing a lot of the same exercises every week. So your body can actually progress and adapt to those specific ones and build up the muscles in that specific area. One of them is rest time. Going from one minute rest in between sets to 30 seconds is actually a game changer. So rest time matters. If you ever feel like you're getting stagnant or anything, try decreasing the amount of rest time in between your sets um, and or even increasing re- rest time in between sets. Like you can kind of go either way. It's it's a change for your body that it's not really quite used to. Or you can be challenging it in different ways. But typically lowering the amount of rest that you put in between sets is going to challenge your body. And I feel like that's a really that that can be a game changer. Um, tempo. So example on a squat takes you three seconds to to squat down to go down. One second pause at the bottom and then say three seconds up. That's a fairly slow one. That's kind of a a weird example. But you can either slow that down and do four seconds or you can add a three second pause at the bottom. You can come up explosively. You can go down and up like very, very fast. So you change the tempo at which the actual exercise is being performed at. So it can be either faster or slower and that will be putting your muscles under very different stress. It could be the same weight. So this is also really good if you only have a certain number of weights at home and you aren't really capable of of buying anything else, um, like to increase weight or, or get heavier like that. So this is really, really good. You can do them faster. So you could be a second down, zero pause, second up or zero up. So there's a couple of things with tempo that you can do and switch around that's going to cause a different challenge for your muscles. And then they'll have to adapt to that. And that's another way. And that's something that'll kind of get you like back to getting sore again and all that. So you'll be able to feel that and be able to increase it and adapt to that as well. It's a really good way to switch things up. Now, I know influencers have these cool fancy exercises that they say are going to give you specific results this result that result but I'm trying to make your life easier yes go and try those fun things sprinkle them into your workouts they're fun they're challenging in weird ways but make sure that you are completing your foundational and compound movements each week and taking yourself through progress progressional overloads like you do you know what I'm saying you see the some influencer or fitness pro whatever they're doing some like weird banded thing like they're standing on their head or something and they're like 
this fucking changed my ass. I have a fucking bodacious booty now because I did this exercise. And you're like, holy shit, I have to do that. She looks so good. And I like, I need this. I, this is what I need to do. You know what I mean? You know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's like, looks like this really weird exercise that you've never even seen before. And you're like, how the fuck does this even work? How do I do that? Do not, I mean, try it. Don't not try it. Go for it. It's fun. It can be kind of challenging. I'm sure they're very hard, but do not choose those over your compound movements. So compound movements are squats, deadlifts, overhead press, uh, hip thrusts, um, lunges, things like that. It sounds complicated, but I try to simplify it as much as possible. One of the biggest reasons I have clients is because I take all of the guesswork out of the equation for them. So everything is laid out. They go into every workout knowing exactly what to do and how to do it. Trust me, it makes your life incredibly easy when you're not scrolling aimlessly and then doing the workout and not even being sure if that workout that you're doing is going to be effective for what your goals are. A lot of people struggle with motivation, but I feel a really big factor is being confident in what you're actually doing. Knowing your workouts are going to get you to your goal what you're eating makes you feel good and is also going to get you to your goal when you don't have a real plan or one that works with you in your lifestyle it makes it incredibly difficult to feel confident in yourself and what you're doing while you're going into a workout and I'm someone like I I mean I can just jump into things but at the same time, if I'm if it's not like part of a plan, like I don't want to just be aimlessly doing something like I kind of need that goal. I need something to work towards. I need that sort of higher purpose and I need to know exactly what I'm doing before I go there. It's the same thing. If you're going to a restaurant, you're going to ask your friend what they're wearing, right? You need to know. You need to know the situation. You need to know the vibe. You want to make sure that what you're wearing is right for the occasion and you need to make sure that it is not something way out of left field from what your friend is wearing okay you want to go and walk into the restaurant feeling confident in what you're wearing and what you're doing same thing with the gym when you have a plan you're going to walk in with the same confidence and it's just going to work okay whereas like if your friend shows up in a fucking ball gown and you show up in sweats and you're like "Mm, what are we doing here (laughs) this was not in the plan I don't this isn't gonna work and now I feel uncomfortable I'm not sure what I'm doing I feel insecure about this so same concept it's literally the same feeling (laughs) it's the same feeling maybe with less betrayal but it's generally the same feeling you want to be able to walk into the gym or walk into your workout knowing exactly what you're doing and knowing that it's that is going to get you to your goal so you're not just doing random stuff and hoping that it works And let's be real, there's not a lot of us that start fitness willy-nilly. Fuck no. We do it because we want to get hotter and we want all the things that comes along with being hotter. But how we feel about our confidence and our health are all things that we can control and keep up with. And we get there through challenging ourselves and our bodies at our own pace. There's so much more to be said about taking fitness at your own pace, even with progressive overload. That's a concept I hear nobody talking about because it's not cool. It's not sexy. It's not fast results. And as a society, we are obsessed with the instant gratification and the thought that of anything taking over a year to accomplish is just the last thing we would ever want to do on this earth. But 
you have to think of fitness like you would your finances. You're not just going to acquire all the money that you need all of a sudden to buy a house because you decided one day that you wanted to buy a house. Unless you are in that financial position where you've won the lottery. But even then, there usually is a point in your life where you do have to learn how to save and it leads up to big things. So think of fitness in the same way. Every month, you're doing, you're doing a little bit. You're taking it at your own pace. You're doing what you can that's sort of in your realm. And then after a year between a year and five years you'll have you'll you'll know more you'll have more like you'll be able to you'll be <laughs> fitness wise you're gonna have more experience and you're gonna have more strength and more and, and everything is there's going to be more of it so you have to think of it in terms of like a one to five year plan versus like trying to get fit in a couple of months because it's just really it's not good for your mind and it's not good for your body either to just be putting yourself under all of that stress all of a sudden. And if you're confused, hire a trainer. Seriously. Hire me specifically. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just make sure that if you are seeking a trainer that they're a good one and then you get along and they're going to actually teach you everything that you need to know so that you can keep that knowledge with you for the rest of your life. All right, guys, that's all I have to say about that. I hope this helps you in some way, shape, or form. I get this question quite a bit, and I do mention it all the time, so I hope you start trying to implement some of these things I mentioned. And do not be afraid. Don't be afraid to go heavier. Do more and give yourself time to get used to it. Go about this at your own pace. You're still using progressive overload even if you're not rapidly overloading. Okay, like I said, it could be a couple pounds at a time, it could be changing up tempo, frequency, try to just sprinkle in a couple of these tactics to what you're already doing. And if you don't know what the fuck to do, hire a trainer. Deadass. <laughs> you got this. I love you. I love the shit out of you. I believe in you. Y'all are the fucking best. I'm going to go now. Thank you so much for tuning in. Can't wait to talk to you again. Bye.